From New Orleans, Louisiana, it's Empirical's PowerTech Podcast. This is the place where we talk about bringing technology to the power industry. Our goal is to educate you on the most popular trends, bring you actionable strategies from industry thought leaders, and help you make sure your utility is prepared for the future. I'm your host, Matthew Sachs, president of Empirical, former utility engineer and power industry advocate. Empirical has mentored and trained several engineering groups in AutoCAD, Electrical, and Substation Design Suite Toolkit applications over the last five years. And throughout that time, we've learned a lot of the do's and don'ts of integration and implementation of AutoCAD Electrical that are worth sharing. Multiple considerations must be considered and analyzed, such as relationships, team building, initial software training, discovery phase, planning phase, application phase, pilot selection, library creation, design standard selection, and project integration examination. Here today to discuss the strategic implementation and integration of AutoCAD Electrical for substation protection and control design is today's guest and a returning one, Tim Timler. Tim joined Empirical in 2015 as a protection and control systems designer, and for the past four years, his work has focused on the technical development of the AutoCAD Electrical toolset for application in protection and control design. With over 13 years of experience using AutoCAD Electrical and five years of experience working with the substation design suite of tools, Tim has developed and produced symbol libraries and standards internally for Empirical's relay department and externally for a large utility. With multiple best practice documents and presentations delivered, Tim strives to educate designers and engineers from across the country on topics ranging from project organization workflows and panel interconnection to dynamic symbol creation and smart circuit applications within AutoCAD Electrical. Tim, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. You know, these days it seems that most of us expect to purchase a new software application and just start plugging away at it. Why would someone want or even need an implementation strategy for AutoCAD Electrical? And can you get a, a, a brief overview of what such a strategy might look like? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I learned and developed this process through sort of reverse engineering, meaning I learned what to do by learning what not to do and then writing it down. I realized that uh, through my experience, there should be a semi-chronological order to the development and integration of these tools. And I say semi-chronological because some of these elements in the phases I'm going to discuss can be developed concurrently. The major phases of the development can be divided into three categories that I've labeled initial setup, initialization, and implementation. These phases can be further subdivided into subcategories that will make it easier to create an action plan for your team. These subphases include some of the things you've outlined above, which are software relationships, team building, initial software training, discovery, planning, application, pilot selection, library creation, standards creation and selection, and then project integration examination. We can see there's certainly a lot to consider up front. Can you give us a little more detail about the definitions and maybe the key milestones that are inherent in these phases of development? Yeah, well, the first phase is self-explanatory and should be the initial setup. Uh, this includes analyzing software architecture relationships, team building, and initial software training. The second phase includes investigating and assessing your current standards and workflows relative to AutoCAD Electrical's functionality. Uh, this, this would break down into discovery, planning, and app the application phases we talked about, and then implementation, which would culminate in advanced software training. Uh, the third 
and final phase is implementation, like I said, where the rubber is going to meet the road and the real work actually begins, according to some people. Uh, phase one starts with T-building, which I touched on in a previous episode. It's important to keep the, the core development team small, specialized, and together, at least until the conclusion of implementation. It's also important that every relevant department be represented in this core team. So for example, if you're a utility and your SDA team is going to have six members, select two from engineering, two from standards, one from drafting or document management, and one to be your IT point person. Because each of these departments are going to have their own unique roles and opinions on how the software and tools will be implemented, used, and maintained. So for example, because of the relationship between AutoCAD electrical schematics and AutoCAD electrical wiring diagrams, engineers might need to add additional schematic material. They might need to add entire schematic drawings or even create like hybrid schematic and wiring diagrams to satisfy that AutoCAD electrical requirement. Now standards will have input on the degree of any changes. Document management will need to understand how will any additional documents be disseminated, published, or maintained, if at all. Some of those documents might actually just be for an engineer to use to get the desired result, and they are not never even published or stored uh, in the actual um, data management software. Um, IT is kind of uh, self-explanatory because they'll be in charge of deployment, updates, fixes, and troubleshooting of the software. These are situations that actually require multiple departments to gain alignment on a path forward. And the bonus is, is that it also increases the knowledge sharing and the buy-in across the broader departments. After the team building uh, is done, it's time to examine software architecture relationships. So we know that AutoCAD Electrical and Vault are probably going to be used, but questions you may want to ask at this stage are, to what extent do we want to integrate Inventor in the physical side of things? What about legacy software? Will the new software be integrated with existing document management and asset tracking software? To what degree is that going to happen, if at all? What level of customization to new and existing software is required to achieve the integration that we want? Uh, another question you might ask is what additional training is going to be required to actually do that? All these questions and decisions could be adding significant time to the development strategy. So get it out of the way as soon as possible. During the initial phases, you don't necessarily need comprehensive training on the new software that you're going to be implementing. But initial basic software training is going to be essential. Basic software training would basically encompass a comprehensive training overview of basic AutoCAD electrical SDS toolkit functionality, as well as maybe Autodesk Vault functionality. This is going to give your team a point of reference for how the software behaves when you finally get into the planning and conversion schedule. A basic overview of Vault Pro this would allow your team to start to flesh out maybe a workflow for the new document management software and the document management processes. Ultimately, all this establishes a knowledge base and a foundation for the most critical phase in my belief. So clearly there's an awful lot of work that goes into this before any of what you said, the real work begins. I'd be surprised if any of our listeners haven't ever experienced the pains that result from trying to integrate a particular software application with another one. Uh, those existing applications that have to work together, the legacy software you've talked about. So once these critical decisions you've just listed are reached, what comes next? Well, like I said, the decisions made early on are going to have the most impact on time, cost, and adoption. So there should be adequate amount of time and attention dedicated 
to the last phase and then this next one. Phase two is going to start with discovery. So much like discovery in a courtroom setting is important for gathering facts and information relevant to a prosecution or defense, discovery is of tantamount importance to build an effective autocatalectical solution. During the discovery phase, the team will want to select a comprehensive sample of existing designs and or standard drawings to create kind of a roadmap of how the symbol information is going to flow through designs. Uh, it's important to create that roadmap of how your symbols uh, data flows through your designs right now. Like take a circuit breaker, for example. What information do you show on the one line and the three line schematics? Which of these details are shown on the wiring and other diagrams? This is where basic software training is going to help you to understand why this is important to examine. It's important to pay attention to the various drawing types contained in typical design and how they relate to one another throughout a design package. So the AutoCAD Electrical essentially has three drawing types that it uses and they each have different requirements. One line diagrams, schematic diagrams, and annotative and non-annotative panel diagrams. So annotative panel diagrams are going to be uh, like wiring and connection diagrams. Each of these drawing types represent equipment and devices that have shared information. The more standardized the information is in your designs, the easier it's going to be to pass symbol attribute information between those devices and across different drawing types. This is also a good time to examine your standards in general and just make any updates and cleanup that have maybe been neglected for a few years uh, after you get your mind wrapped around all that and about how each of these drawing types are going to relate to one another beyond just text values on a, on a computer screen. It's time to examine your current engineering process and design philosophies to analyze if any software specific changes can be made to better fit the new software. Yeah, I pay close attention to the roles of document management, standards, engineering, and drafting, and examine how drawings are generated, disseminated, and maintained, and how that may change with the new software. Uh, Ask yourself who's doing the bulk of the drafting. Do engineers do all the drafting for uh, during the design? Uh, and if so, what is the role of drafting in this process? What are the different phases in your design process that could be affected without a electrical? Because there's different tools that you can use at different phases, uh, and engineers can do a lot of front loading with uh, large, you know, mass data editors and things like that, and then pass it off to drafting. So you might be able to even compartmentalize your training. Uh, based on how your current design and workflow uh, works within within your company. During the application phase, you're going to use the basic software training again and examine the design data that was mapped out during the initial discovery phase, and then basically start applying AutoCAD Electrical attributes to the text data. AutoCAD Electrical uses what it calls family codes to group symbols and devices, and just maybe to get get in into the weeds or close to the weeds a little bit to explain the importance of this. These family codes are used in symbol naming, the the uh, what symbol type it's going to be, the the catalog database where all your part information and uh, and uh, asset information is going to be stored, as well as other tools uh, in the software. And the point is, is you want to assign every device and their various symbols to a family code early on. Symbol families have their own unique attribute templates, so this is essentially the lens through which you're translating all that existing text in your designs into shared block attributes. AutoCAD electrical strength is in sharing attribute data between drawing types using single attributes, so matching that data between drawing types makes it a lot easier to build and a lot easier on your end user to navigate. 
I actually have a real world example that kind of sums up a lack of phase two execution. I built a fully intelligent one line based on an existing project for training purposes in our, our own uh, SDA Learning Center library. What I wanted to do is show the basic step-by-step -step process for changing a breaker orientation and phasing across the project. There were three drawings that I needed to change, the one line obviously, the three line, and then the connection diagram for the affected breaker. Since one line development lagged our schematic and wiring diagram development, I had a blind spot relative to how changing the data in the one line translated to the three line and subsequently annotated and updated on the connection diagram. So essentially what happened is we built the breaker CT for the one line as a single symbol, as you'd expect. But we built a three line symbol as three separate but linked symbols using parent-child relationships in AutoCAD Electrical. The three symbols essentially act as one symbol, but each holds slightly unique information that needed to be passed to three separate symbols on the connection diagram. And if I was going to control that from the one line, I was only going to be able to transfer one of those symbols information over to the annotated connection diagram. So long story short, I had to reevaluate and replace the three line symbol. Then I had to add attributes to both the three line symbol and the connection diagram symbols to get the required result. And the funny thing is this didn't just require like a library update to both the symbols and the library standards, which which takes some time. But it also required me to actually think about and test multiple solutions prior to executing the change. So there was the easily measurable time it took to build and implement that that strategy, but the time spent actually conceiving, thinking about it, researching it, testing it, that added significant time to finding a solution, all of which could have been prevented had we looked at this from a top-down station approach as opposed to uh, sort of a piecemeal like schematic to wiring diagram and just different drawing types. So it's important to have that bird's eye view at all times. So to take that application, or the, the rather the attribute application step just a bit further, you may have to, dis uh, you may discover that there's certain attributes that also have dual purposes. So when you're going through this process, uh, some attributes might be able to be used uh, for more than just one thing, and you could exploit that in your designs. So in, as an example, Autocad Electrical uses three separate attributes combined together to give unique identification to devices. And these are an installation code, a location code, and a component tag. Depending on what information you choose to put in those fields, you may be able to leverage that same exact data elsewhere to describe, say, a drawing reference uh, in your project. So yeah, you might have a, this is where this, uh, this is controlling this portion of your, you know, maybe a breaker or a line, and here's the drawing reference. Uh, in fact, some of the tools in the SDS2 could leverage this concept explicitly in some of their commands. So this all saves additional time in data entry, and ultimately, the less you duplicate data entry, the more time you'll save during design. But without slowing and planning your attack strategy, you might miss those little things like I did that ultimately increase buy-in, simplify usability, and save time in design. And it starts and ends with AutoCAD electrical attributes. I've got to tell you, I appreciate the fact that you've kind of taken this comprehensive view and, and not just jumped right into the best way to implement a piece of software, but looking at everything from your engineering processes and standards and, and other designs, uh, kind of thinking about the work. And, and I agree that that makes anything uh, run a lot better. And I can see how you've presented a case for using some solid planning skills to properly set a team up for successful implementation. 
So having talked about all that, when does the traditional work start? Well, so now it's time to actually apply all that data and training to implementing an AutoCAD electrical solution. This is where the majority of people, like we said, see as the starting line. Uh, this implementation phase is actually the last phase, obviously, which begins by closing the loop and getting a complete software training. This is where comprehensive training of application-specific AutoCAD electrical and SDS toolkit functionality is going to happen. And this is where your team would select your AutoCAD electrical librarian for Vault, who is going to receive Vault uh, the Vault Pro admin training, and where the rest of the group is going to receive just you know user training. Obviously, you're going to want a backup librarian uh, for sick days, vacation, things like that. But uh, the reason not to do all the training at once is retention factor. The more advanced training really before this point is not going to be of any real value during the setup and planning phases. And a lot of the training that goes unused is usually forgotten. So it may seem like there would be a large gap between the basic software training and the intermediate or advanced training, but the setup and initiation phases, initialization phases that we talked about um, can actually be a pretty short period of time, depending on the complexity of your current design system. At the conclusion of the second phase of training, this is where you'll start to create the library. Because you've already mapped your standards and common designs, you can prioritize symbol and block creation. And because you've already mapped the data between symbols across all drawing types and created family code structures, you'll be able to easily create attribute templates. Now, creating attribute templates are a good way to not only create standardized symbols, but to create these symbols quickly and uniformly across all drawing types and symbol families. As your team is building your company library, this is a, a good time to discuss selecting a pilot project. The, the more thorough the previous discovery and planning phases were, the easier this decision is going to be. Selecting a pilot project is going to allow your team to narrow down their focus on which standards and which common designs to convert to AutoCAD Electrical first. So when selecting a pilot, it's good to pay attention to future project integration. If you can convert your pilot project standards and later use those same panels or configurations to create large configurations, you're front-loading future development and saving time, so it's almost acting like compounding interest. Well, you obviously have the benefit of experience in implementing and integrating AutoCAD Electrical. So what would be your recommendations and advice for those that wish to do the same? Well, when you're starting out, Select a robust but small interdepartmental team. Prioritize individuals with strong technical skills in your current design software who have some years of experience in their departments and who have some authority to make decisions and propose changes. Examine how your current software relates to the new software and where the gaps and redundancies may lie. Get basic training and AutoCAD electrical involved early so that your team has a good grasp of symbol and attribute relationships and associated database files while they're doing their research. Uh, as your team progresses, examine current design processes and design standards. Pay particular attention to the various drawing types and their relationships to one another. Identify any potential hybrid drawings that are schematic and wiring diagram drawings combined that may need a specialized approach. Uh, itemize and prioritize conflicts with standard designs and current workflows to optimize them for AutoCAD electrical and not the other way around. That, and that's an important one. I mean, there's always a little bit of middle ground, but if you're trying to fit the way you currently do things in a very rules-based software, you're going to end up creating crazy workarounds that might do the job, but they're just overly complex and not needed. 
Another thing would be identifying redundancies and standards that may be uh, eliminated to better utilize the AutoCAD electrical tool set. Also, identifying variations in symbol nomenclature like we like I talked about earlier for devices uh, between drawing types and standardize those descriptions if you can because it's a one for one pass between these attributes between all these different drawing types. So if you're showing, uh, you know, a, a nomenclature one way on your one line, but the same device has it shown a different way, and then your wiring diagram shows a different way, that's essentially three different attributes if you want to maintain that current nomenclature to describe those devices. If you standardize those, then you have one attribute, propagates through the drawing set, you're good to go. Uh, next, I would create uh, maps for symbol attributes and relationships, both within the same drawing type and between drawing types. And last, determine which catalog and other data files that you want to use. Those are very powerful tools, and uh, there's a lot of leeway that you can use to really auto-populate a lot of these symbols in your drawings. So you might want to examine to what degree you want to use those just to automate data entry and uh, speed up your designs. And once these things have been done, then and only then, uh, would your team want to start actually building all these things out? If I were to create a small, sh like short list of bullet points, it would have to be one, the most difficult and critical work comes before any AutoCAD electrical work begins. Two, laying down a clear and proper roadmap will determine not only the speed of your progress, but make this progress more measurable to you and your team and others outside of your team. Three, the details of drafting and design and the augmentations of your design standards must be determined right away prior to the conversion process, and then you don't fall into the traps like I did. Uh, collaboration is paramount for success, so seek constant feedback, especially outside of the group, particularly with leads in your groups or leads in your department. Get, get their feedback as early and as often as possible. See the big picture, develop from a station or project level, if you're talking AutoCAD electrical, and not on an individual drawing level. Don't be too attached to current preferences and, and design methods that you have with AutoCAD or or your existing software because those are going to change. Coupled with that is to avoid overly complex methods and workflows to sort of shoehorn those old preferences and methods into AutoCAD Electrical. This effort is a huge project, therefore treat it as its own project. Don't tie it to another project deadline or budget. Give it its own deadline, give it its own budget, and that makes it more measurable to people outside of the group and within the department to be able to measure progress. Uh, team selection is critical. Once it's together, keep it together at least until the end. Uh, don't be over-reliant on customized programming. That's that, that has its place and it's very good and I've seen some great stuff. But use it sparingly and try not to completely circumvent AutoCAD Electrical's tools, if at all possible, because this leads into the last point, which is you're creating a single point of failure when you do that. Don't create a single point of failure. If a person doing a whole bunch of customized programming or the person who is, is the subject matter expert leaves the group, transfers to another department, they're going to take a huge amount of the knowledge share with them. And so you just want to make sure that you can fall back on the fundamentals of the software that got you to look into it and develop it to begin with. You know, the, uh, the internet has quoted Warren Buffett as saying, it's good to learn from your mistakes. It's better to learn from other people's mistakes. And that's what's laid the foundation of the approach that I take and why I wanted to, to do a, a podcast here with you guys. 
everyone wants us to be successful. And this process is one of is one of, I'm sure, like many processes that people have come up with to see this journey through to the end. And I'm just glad to have shared my experiences and my expertise again. Uh, so thank you guys for having me. Indeed. And Tim, it's clear you have a wealth of experience in integrating and implementing AutoCAD Electrical. And I think you've given us a fantastic amount of wisdom for doing so. Thanks again for sharing with us. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Very little of our software applications run in a vacuum these days, as more and more of our systems must integrate and talk to each other, sharing data and creating intelligence. When the software under consideration is as complex as AutoCAD Electrical, an implementation strategy will not only reduce the headaches, but it can also bring greater levels of return because of the potential for synergies as you consider existing processes and legacy software. As with any project, time spent on thorough planning upfront will go a long way to successful outcomes. Inviting the right team members, ensuring sufficient training, and entering into the venture fully prepared will get you far up the learning curve indeed. Well, that about wraps up this edition of the PowerTech Podcast. If you haven't yet, please log in to wherever you subscribe to the podcast and both rate this show and leave a comment, as that really helps new subscribers in the power industry to find us. Also, for more free insights on bringing technology to the power industry, make sure to visit Empirical.com. We post free white papers, articles, and all of our previous podcasts there. Plus, you can register for a free 3D strategy planning session call with one of our 3D planning specialists. Again, you can do all of that and much more at Empirical.com. Please stay tuned and join us for the next episode of the PowerTech Podcast. And until next time, keep engineering powerful solutions.